0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of The Prosper Project. Today, I'm really excited to have as my guest Daphne Subar. Daphne is the founder of Subar Sweets LLC, an online gift giving service bakery specializing in a unique baked good called Subars. So, Subars combine the crunch of a biscotti with the sweetness of a cookie. And come in a variety of flavors, including gluten-free, nut-free, and dairy-free options. Subar Sweets was launched by Daphne in 2016, and her company has experienced consistent growth and expansion. Now, what I find really interesting is that prior to launching Subar Sweets, Daphne had been enjoying the practice of law for more than 25 years. So Daphne, I am so excited to have you as my guest on the Prosper Project today to share your story about what led you to create Subars, going from a law practice, and just really get to know a little bit about your passion for baking and your creative side, right, that came out in the founding of this company. Thank you, Lorraine. I'm really, really excited to be here and have this conversation. Great. So tell us a little bit about your history. You know, what excited you about law? And you went into it and you had a long and thriving career as a lawyer. And then all of a sudden you opened a bakery and you came up with your own product to sell. And then you went into all these different flavors and varieties. And it's just not, you know, we don't think lawyer to baker. So what was that kind of process for you?
1: Well, thank you for asking. So yes, growing up, I always wanted to be a lawyer. It was kind of since middle school, I knew I wanted to go to college. I was the first in my family to go to a traditional four-year college. And then I went on to law school And I loved practicing law. I really did. It wasn't that I left the practice of law because I hated it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, there was ups and downs like any career, but I really did enjoy what I was doing. And in those 25 years, I had three daughters and I started baking and experimenting in the kitchen. One of them had some severe food allergies. One of them had some medical conditions. So I was always trying to find recipes that would work for them. Plus they were just picky. So I began to experiment in the kitchen and I would bake a lot and I would make a traditional kind of mandel bread, which is like an Eastern European, kind of like a biscotti. And I would make that for family and friends and my kids. And I had taken several recipes and kind of changed them a little bit because a lot of biscotti uses almond flour or nuts. And my older daughter had a severe tree nut allergy. Mm. So I was baking and people would say, you should really sell it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to start a business. I never thought I'd want my own business. And fast forward several years now, my oldest daughter is in college and she is probably a junior and she declares a major and she declares theater as her major and she wants to pursue a career in stage management. Mm -hmm. And I'm all excited for, I'm like, that's great. You found what you're passionate about. That's wonderful. And suddenly I started getting a lot of unsolicited advice from people like, hmm, really? Really? why would you let your daughter pursue a career like that? Let her start off with something more financially stable, something a little bit Mm. more traditional. That's a hard road. And I said, maybe, but she's passionate and she's 21. And that's the time to follow your passion. She doesn't have a lot of commitments or anything holding her back. And I'd said this several times and my other, my younger two daughters that were still in high school said, well, mom, you kind of have talked about opening this bakery over the years when people suggested, why aren't you following your passion? And I kind of went back to them. I'm like, well, it's not so hard at my age. And, you know, there's more responsibilities and there's this, they're like, so, and I'm like, well, and I kept coming up with excuses and they kept challenging me. And finally I got to the point and I'm like, yeah, really? Why? What is holding me back? And so, and my husband was very supportive and he had said to do it several times. So finally one day I'm like, really what is holding it back? So I decided to launch the bakery, not knowing what I was doing at all. Wasn't quite sure of the product. I knew it couldn't be the model bread because the way they're baked, they're not easy to package. They're not in a uniform shape. Mm. They're not in uniform weight, but I knew I wanted something like that. Okay. So, and I knew I wanted something different. I just didn't want to be selling cookies or brownies. I didn't want to really be, you know, cause I'd seen a couple of people, other moms kind of say, I'm going to sell brownies. And they show up at the soccer game and they're you know selling brownies at the trunk of their car. I intentionally knew I wanted a business and I wanted a unique product. Yeah. So from there, I experimented. I came up with Sue Bars and then Sue Bars was launched back almost six years ago, which is crazy.
0: So what's been happening since then? Give us all the details on what it was like to start a bakery and become an entrepreneur after 25 years as a lawyer, that had to be, I'm sure there were a lot of surprises along the way. There were a lot of surprises. I can tell you, I didn't think I'd really like being an entrepreneur.
1: I am shocked at how much I love it. Like I really love it. I love the fact that I'm always learning and even almost six years into it, there's so much to learn about running a business. That part excites me every day. And I like that part about law when I was litigating and I had different cases, you know, I'd have to learn about that particular product to learn about that situation. So I love that part of law. And I feel like entrepreneurship is really the same kind of thing. I'm always learning new things. When I started, I asked some other small business owners and just some other friends that started their business for advice. And some of the best advice I got was start small and start simple. Mm. And it was hard. I'm like, but no, I want to now make, some kind of cookie and a brownie and a biscotti. And they're like, start small, have one product and start small. And I listened. And so I started with just one flavor with our traditional chocolate chip. And once I kind of perfected that and it didn't look like it does now and the shape and how I was going to package it, then I moved forward and I started slowly adding the first year, one flavor a month. And then I bloss- I branched out into uh, the gluten-free the second year.
0: Wow, that's fast development. So take us through the process. Are you still the sole baker? Do you have other people that are baking with you or how does that work?
1: I am still the sole baker, but I now have assistants that help me,
0: but I'm still in the kitchen with them. Yes. Okay, great. So, and then who packages and sends everything out? It's a lot of it is me. A lot of it is me. Yeah. Okay. So this is very much a hands-on Crafted, curated process. And it's really, really personal to you. And it's really, really personal to your clients as well, right?
1: It is. And that's something that the clients love. They love the personal touch. For my corporate clients, I really work with them. I find out what they want, almost the background behind why they're sending it. Is it just to appreciate someone? Do they want to acknowledge something? You know, when do they want to send it? Each box can be customized. They're all tied with a ribbon, they come with a handwritten note. That was actually mm-hmm. another surprise. People nowadays love a handwritten note versus a computer generated mm-hmm. note or something they like that'll touch. So when someone receives the Subar's as gifts and they're mostly sent as gifts, from the moment they open the packing box, they see, they see this beautiful pink branded box. They see the handwritten note and the bow and they see the way it's packaged. Each Subar is wrapped in a doily. And then when they open the box, they can kind of smell them. So the experience of getting it really, starts from the moment someone receives the box.
0: Wow. That whole process, the high touch of it sounds incredible. It's got to, you know, harken back to an earlier time where things were produced individually and you might welcome your new neighbor with a homemade loaf of banana bread, beautifully packaged, right? Exactly. Yeah. So what kind of Bumps along the road did you experience in starting Sue bars? What were the, you know, some of the challenges?
1: There's always been little bumps. I mean, I have to say from the beginning, just because I didn't know what I was doing. And one thing I've learned is just asking for help and asking others, and people are really willing to help. So bumps, I mean, not really bumps, but it took me, and a part of it was coming from, I think, inside me with imposter syndrome, but it took me a little bit of time to realize I can have people helping me in the kitchen and to, In California, you can Mm -hmm. start a business like this from home. So I started from home. Now I bake out of a commercial co-packing facility, but that was a big kind of a bump because it held me back for a while because I was nervous. I felt like for some reason, and I'm just going to show my vulnerability, for some reason, when I showed up to the kitchen the first time, I felt like suddenly I would be exposed. Suddenly people would know, I really don't know what I'm doing, or I'm really not a baker, or maybe I don't Mm -hmm. do it the right way. Never happened. That bump kind of held me back a little bit. And if I would have transitioned, it probably took me close to two years to transition baking to the commercial kitchen. If I would have done that earlier, I think the business would have grown. Other little bumps were, the pandemic was a little bit of a bump in some Mm -hmm. ways. Luckily I was prepared for it because I was online. I had some retail outlets. Those sadly either didn't survive the pandemic or really scaled back significantly.
0: Oh wow! Um,
1: Yeah, I have a few new ones now, but I transitioned to being solely online, and that actually worked really well. People were really thoughtful during the pandemic. I had a lot of, you know, I see all the orders come through, so I had a lot of really kind people that would send subar's to, let's say, the neighbors of their grandparents, saying thank you for checking on my grandparents because I can't get there right now. Thank you for oh dropping up groceries. Yeah, it was, I mean, it still gives me goosebumps. It was, they were so heartfelt and people were being so appreciative and so thoughtful. So that was kind of a bump, but I kind of just transitioned. But luckily I was set up as an online business from the get-go. So I was able to yeah. quickly maneuver around that.
0: Yeah, well, that's a lesson right there, right? Yeah, so being available different ways. So are your, like the places that you partner with, are they local to you? at this point. So if, you know, like, are you carried by, tell me, like, what are some of the outlets that would carry you? Are they other bakers or what? So I've been carried in other bakeries right now. It's a couple coffee shops.
1: So it's people that are going in to get, yeah, mostly independent owned coffee shops will go in to grab their coffee and then they can grab, you know, grab and go some stew bars.
0: Yes. Wonderful. So tell me about the good surprises in being an entrepreneur. What have you found really that has either been easier for you than you anticipated or more rewarding? I think, you know, just the notes that you mentioned and some of the orders that you received during COVID are certainly a silver lining and a peek into the humanity of people during tough times that, you know, not only warmed your heart, but had to be a source of You know, of joy for you seeing how people expressed their care. But what other hidden gems or hidden rewards have you found since starting your business?
1: There's been many. So, part of it is seeing all these great reasons why people are gifting. Also, the network. I've met a lot of amazing small business owners, both as clients and just as colleagues. And I never saw myself in this role. I really saw myself being a lawyer forever. I never wanted to have my own business. I think another little reward is seeing that I actually did this. Like I even sometimes have to pinch myself. Did I really like leave the practice of law and start a bakery? Like
0: it's weird. (laughs) Who does that? Yeah. Who does that
1: really? It's not a, it's not a normal transition. I mean, I did it in my fifties and other people in their fifties are starting to plan the exit from their well-established career. And I kind of did a pivot and started something that was in a lot of ways, much harder than practicing law. Also, just seeing the kindness in people has been really, really great. Like it just, even on a really bad day when the pandemic was really bad or, you know, we experienced some personal difficulties. My oldest daughter was diagnosed with stage four cancer during the pandemic and that was overwhelming and that was devastating. She is fine. She's a cancer survivor. I'm proud to say.
0: That's but amazing. Oh my
1: gosh. Going through that and being completely overwhelmed and then seeing like just, someone order a gift for no reason, or for the birth of a baby, or for someone surviving cancer and having their last treatment. Like It kind of put it all in perspective that even though I could feel like my life is falling apart in one part, there's people out there, 95% of the people, despite what's going on in the world, are really kind and are really thoughtful and mean well. I think that's the thing. Everyone really generally means well. They may not express it in the right way, but it's a nice constant reminder of how kind and thoughtful people can be, despite what's going on.
0: Yeah, I love that. So something else you and I have in common is that I also never wanted to be a business owner, kind of avoided being an entrepreneur at a couple different times where I could have taken my freelancing full time. And it was also my daughters who encouraged me to start my business, which I did in my 50s. So we have all that in common. And I think for me, one of the big surprises about that was that they were so excited by seeing me follow my passion of creating the type of business I created. And that has stayed with them. And they've referenced, this is my 10th year in business, but they've referenced how much it meant to them to see me do that. And I'm wondering if your daughters have not voiced that, I am sure they will at some point, but have they, you know, like, what was the reaction when you just did it?
1: They were so, it's funny, they were so proud of me and they were so excited about it and they wanted to help. I mean, not go in the kitchen and bake, but they wanted to help (laughs) and to learn about my business. So that was great. And I see, and they're all three following their passion right now. And maybe Ah. they would have regardless. I can't say like that it impacted them in that way, but I'm really excited about what they're all doing with their lives and how they're following their passion. And they all work so hard and they never give up. And that's exciting for me. I don't know where they got that from. I don't know if it's from this. I don't know if it's just who they are, but it it really makes me happy. But yeah, their support is wonderful. I'm really lucky.
0: And it's a great role reversal when our children become proud of us, because we spend their whole childhood cheering them on and telling them how proud we are of them. And I have to say, it's been one of the highlights in being their mother that you know, they've turned that around and they'll even say, well, what's going on? And I'll tell them about a challenge. And they are like, well, you can do it, mom. Remember when you did this and remember when you did that. And I get off the phone and I'm like, I don't know if I should cry or laugh because the role reversal and they're young women. I mean, they're, well, I shouldn't even say they're, they're not that young, but they're solidly women. Well, in our mind, careers, they're always realized. I know they're all. <laughs> I know. I never call women girls, except my girls. They'll always be my girls, right? Right. But there's just such a reward in that that I wouldn't have necessarily experienced had I stayed on the path that I was on. And so, as a mom, that is a gift, right?
1: It is, and you know what? That's what life's about. I mean, really, that's like one of those great
0: things. And the interesting thing is,
1: I've learned from them, and just even. I've learned from their hard work. You know, when I watched my daughter go through this gruesome treatment for her cancer, I realized how tough she is. And in the days where I wake up and I may not want to do one part of my business because I don't like it. Like now I have a bookkeeper, but when I hated my accounting part, I'm like, (laughs) who am I to complain? I mean, look at her in the room down the hall, you know, going through something like that. And I've also learned from them on different levels. When I started I didn't really know about social media. I did not have an Instagram account. And my youngest daughter's like, you need one. I said, I don't really need it. It's a bake. And she's like, you need an Instagram. So she set me up and she taught me that. And they all, you know, so even just little things like that, that I don't realize were so important, that they are, mm-hmm. I've learned from my yeah. kids.
0: I love that's that. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun. So tell me what's next for Sue Bars. You've expanded really quickly into... Different flavors and the gluten free and the nut free. What are your plans? What can you reveal or how you're moving forward? Well, one thing we did
1: last year in 2021, which is still weird to say, how is this 2022? It still has <laughs> a Don't know. Is we started partnering with a couple gift giving companies that really have helped our business. Oh, yeah. So and that's gone really well. So one of our goals for this year is to really bring in a couple gift giving partners, so businesses that are really just gift giving businesses that offer stew bars as one of their options. So that's, um, that's for this year. Yeah. We may come out with a couple of new flavors. We haven't had a new flavor in a few years. You know, the ones yeah. we have are pretty popular, but people are always asking for, you know, we don't have anything pumpkin related and this may yeah. be the year that we finally release a pumpkin this, flavor. This should
0: probably be the year while the pumpkin craze is still strong, right? Exactly. So what is your top selling flavor?
1: So that also depends on the time of the year. And that also Ooh. changed a little with the pandemic because a few of our flavors became very costly and almost impossible to produce because some of the supplies were in short supply. Oh. So probably our most popular are the traditional chocolate chip, which was the first one, which is you know chocolate chip, but it has some cinnamon sugar on top. So it gives mm. it like unique flavor or our lemon thyme. So lemon thyme was our third or fourth flavor. I wanted. I can tell you a brief story. I wanted, they all kind of have stories about how I came up with the flavors. But oh, the lemon good. one. Yeah. They all have an interesting story, but the lemon one, I wanted to do lemon because I like lemon squares. And my sister who I talk to all the time, I'm very close with, she said, why don't you do something with an herb? And I said, an herb who's going to bake with an herb? And she's like, just try it. I said, this is never going to work. So I researched kind <laughs> of what goes with lemon and I did lemon time and I threw some time in there and it is one of our most popular bars. And I had to call her up and she's my older sister and say, I guess you were right. I guess I should have tried it. So
0: older they, sisters know best, says the firstborn. <laughs> oh yeah. They do sometimes, says the uh well, there's only two of us, says the, uh, second <laughs> the last one. That's so great. Yeah. I'm trying to think I had a cocktail oh gosh this was probably pre-pandemic and it was like a lemon basil drop or something I think it was a martini a lemon basil martini because I'm a huge lemon fan as well as a matter of fact being Italian you know we have a lot of spaghetti dinners and things like that where we're using the red sauce and I always try to incorporate a dessert with lemon whether it's lemon bars Lemon ices. I'm a huge fan of lemon ices, so I love the lemon. I I think I have to get off with you so I can go order some su bars because (laughs) we've been talking about that. I'm like, oh, coming out of the holidays, but yeah, Easter's coming. I think su bars, especially a flavor like lemon, would be great for Easter too. So they
1: they are great. There, people order. We have all different size packages, and mm -hmm. so people order. Sometimes we have three packs, and and I have some clients that order. A variety of three packs and they can put like two or three in different Easter baskets, either for their kids or for their clients. And they kind of look cute with a little pink bow and they just go along with the colors of Easter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, count me in on that. I think that's brilliant. That's really, really good. So being an attorney and then going into baking was not only, you know, kind of a left brain, right brain shift, although... They say baking is a science, right? And that it's all about the right proportions and all of that. So maybe there's a little bit of left brain and right brain with baking. But I think that there's there's other shifts and priorities as well. Like when you went into law, you were probably thinking, okay, change the world, have an impact, hopefully make a lot of money. Is that correct? Yes, Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. If you go into certain fields, usually at least part of the reasoning, especially when we're coming out of school and maybe, you know, facing repaying loans, which has, you know, ballooned from when I went to school, I still had to pay off a student loan, but nothing like it is now. But I think you know when you're first getting out in the world, you do think about that. You know, I I have debt to pay. Um, What's a career trajectory that would pay me well and I would do what I love to do? You said you wanted to be a lawyer from the time you were a little girl, so I also know that passion drives our choices sometimes more than the logical brain. But depends on who we're talking to as well. I
1: do, but I do think it was more passion because I think when I first wanted to be a lawyer, I don't think I actually even knew that they you know, made more money than a baker, let's say. But yeah, so it definitely was the passion. I think I would have done it anyway, regardless of the money, but that was a
0: nice bonus. So I said all of that as a segue to no one thinks baker, lots of money, right? So what do you think, what was that inside of you? You were baking with your kids. Did you bake when you were growing up? Where do you think that first seed of passion for creating delicious baked goods actually came from?
1: I'm not sure. I actually think back and it's funny because I don't think of myself as a creative person. My mom was very creative. My sister is very creative. My dad was an entrepreneur. Like, but I never thought of myself. I really thought of myself as I'm a lawyer. Like I'm very um, focused. Like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So I'm not really sure. I did love baking just as a hobby growing up. I also liked eating. Like I liked eating cookies. I liked sweets chocolate mm-hmm. was like, you know, the fifth food group in our house. So I love to bake as a kid. I really liked to eat brownies and cookies, but I never, ever thought I wasn't even the kid. I don't even think I sold them, you know, outside for a quarter. I didn't have that business sense.
0: But <laughs> you I weren't a Girl was, Scout that you didn't sell Girl Scout cookies. I sold the
1: Girl Scout, but I didn't sell the cookies I made. I okay, sold the there Scout you Girl Scout
0: cookies because for
1: some reason there was always some prize I wanted to earn. You know, you sold like 20 boxes. You got a sticker. I don't know what it was, but that's, so I never thought about it. And it's funny, even now people ask me about my creative side and I still don't feel like I'm creative, which is interesting because when I stop, I guess I am, but I don't think of myself that way. So I'm well, not really I, sure where it came from. In you're, other words,
0: you're definitely creative. You're definitely creative. Maybe you look and compare yourself to your mom and your sister and maybe they're more obviously creative, but it takes creativity to do what you do. And so that brings me to my favorite question to ask entrepreneurs is, you know, success does not look the same for different people. And even within our own lives, what we view as success can change. So this is called the Prosper Project because I'm really talking about ways not only that you can help your business grow on my solo episodes, but even more importantly, through the interviews with the entrepreneurs like yourself who talk about their own history and what it means for them to prosper. So Daphne, what does it mean for you to prosper at this point in your life?
1: That's key because I think at this point in my life is very different than what it was early on. I mean, early on, I had a definite focus. I wanted to litigate a certain kind of cases. I wanted to do things and I do feel like I reached that goal early on. Now, what it means to me is really helping others. It's really getting joy and it sounds kind of corny but i get real joy out of helping others send sweetness to someone else like everyone gets mm-hmm. excited when you get something sent to your house and it's a package and it's something you can enjoy and it's something that someone sent with you and they put thought into it it wasn't just going online and sending the same generic fruit basket it's something that people really put thought into and i think the recipients appreciate that and i'm really proud of that and i really To me, that defines being prosperous and that defines my success and also growing a business and also just little things. I mean, I'm never going to be Mrs. Fields. I'm never going to be one of those, but I really like that on a personal level, I connect with my clients and I can really help them. I say help make this world a little bit sweeter bite by bite, but
0: I do think I just play a teeny little role in that. And I'm really proud of that. I love it. So Daphne, where can people find you? And more importantly, where can they purchase Sue Bars if they're interested in checking out all the delicious sweets that you offer?
1: Well, thank you for asking. So yes, everything's through our website and that's www.suebars with a Z, I can also
0: be found on Instagram at Sue Bars, S-U-B-A-R-Z. Awesome. And we will have those links in the show notes. So if you're listening to this podcast and you need to recheck, or maybe you're driving and you don't want to stop and write this down, you can go to the show notes, whether you're watching on Spotify or Apple podcasts and find the link there. So Daphne, it was so wonderful having you as a guest today and getting to know more about you and your business. I love it. I can't wait to taste the lemon thyme su bars and So appreciative of you sharing your interesting and inspirational journey with everyone today. So, thank you. Thank you, Lorraine. This was a great way to start my morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Prosper Project. If you want to grow a peerless, profitable brand, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you find value in our show, please help us reach others by sharing an episode. And leaving a review. In appreciation, please visit prosperforpurpose.com for more free resources to help you grow your business.